You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. He's back from traversing the globe. We got Nate, the professor Christian. How you doing, Nate? I'm back. Happy to be back. You know, American soil feels good. Uh, and I was gone for, for what felt like almost too long. Um, but hey, hey, I'm back now. Happy to be here. Happy to be with you guys. We are happy to be with you, too. And we're also to be joined by Shevin Nooney. What's up, Chef? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Mike, I want to know, for Father's Day, any new New Balances or anything fun that Ooh. you got? Um, so I did get a cool shirt. Um, it says Dad's Against Weed, and it shows a weed whacker <laughs> whacking some weeds. I will send that out later. Love it. Um, I got a. I did get a pair of shoes. I got a pair of golf shoes, actually. Okay. Um, they're Pumas. I picked them out myself. My wife bought them. They were on sale for $39. Golf Ooh. shoes for 39 bucks. Steel. That's the what deal. I'm saying. Steel. And um, you can't see it, but my little girl made me this. Oh, yeah. Little homemade picture frame with That's her picture cool. in it. It says, Happy Father's Day, Daddy. Um, so that is my favorite gift of all the gifts that I got. And aside from that, I was laid up in bed with bronchitis for the weekend. So. <laughs> Kind of ruined it for me. I thought that was going a different way. I'm not going to lie. I no, I was hoping it was going a different way, but unfortunately, <laughs> no. I was just hacking up for him. Also, want to give a very special shout out to our producer. He doesn't get enough credit. Sean White Chocolate Fournier, um, behind the scenes, just holding it down. He's got a new nickname. <laughs> love it. Love it. Thanks. Thank you. Hope all you dads out there had a happy Father's Day. Yes. Um, and if you're not a father, hope you had a great Sunday or spend some time with your dad. And um, if you don't have a dad, all right, I'm just going to end it there. But, you know, that is real life. So we're talking today about buying and selling like real estate. Talking about buying and selling some fantasy players. We're talking real dynasty trades and their values. So it is important to note that all these trades are in the super flex format. There is no tight end premium. We're going to discuss both sides of the trades. We're not just going to pick which side we feel is a clear winner. We're going to tell you what needs to be added or subtracted possibly to make this trade fair. So let's get into it. And this is a guy we've been talking about for three years now, or even a year before he came out, Kyle Pitts. All right, let's talk about some mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts trades. Again, super flex, no tight end premium. Very important to know, we're talking about a tight end. Mm-hmm. So the first trade, Kyle Pitts for Ramondre Stevenson and a random 24 second. This is a 12 team start 10. Nate, let's start with you, even though I wasn't looking. I'm sorry, you were coughing. My apologies. <laughs> what do you want to do with this one? What needs to be added or subtracted? Yeah, so I'm actually pretty good with this deal on the Ramondre side. Uh, that's what I would be taking. Um, you know, Kyle Pitts, love him. But in a non-tight end premium league, the tight end position is a bit more replaceable with a guy like Pat Frymuth, who we talked about previously in the last episode, as a, a nice target. Um TJ Hawkinson, guys who are a little bit cheaper than guys like Kyle Pitts. Give me Ron Mondre Stevenson, who's going to give me elite production at the running back position for the next two years and a second on top. Um, for this to work out where I want um, Kyle Pitts here, 
Um, I, I would be willing to move Ramondre Stevenson maybe straight up for Kyle Pitts if I'm not a contending team. Um, but I think if I'm just a team out there in a vacuum trying to make a good lineup, I want Ramondre Stevenson and the second. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. And when you look at what the Patriots did, or I guess you could say didn't do, in the offseason at the running back position, it just solidifies that I think for the first time in a long time, we're going to see a bell cow in yeah. the New England Patriots backfield. I mean, I think Pierre Strong is going to get some carries too. He's only behind Ty Montgomery. I'm not a big believer in Kevin Harris, to be honest with you. I think he's just kind of there. But I'm also going to lean on the Ramondre Stevenson side here too. Um, I'm almost wondering if you couldn't get more than a random second if you're moving Kyle Pitts. I mean, I just, I understand it's not 10 in premium. I know that, but I just feel like with the name of Kyle Pitts, I feel like you could possibly get more. Um, I'm still happy with it. And I agree with you, Nate. I would do Stevenson straight up for Kyle Pitts. If I was just trying to get the Kyle Pitts side, obviously I know I said you can get more, but you always start lower to try to move up if need be. Chev, your thoughts on this one here? Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you guys. I mean, there's not really much to add at this point. Ramondre Stevenson is going to be a guy that he's going to get the touches. He's going to get the receptions. He might get more receptions than Kyle Pitts this upcoming year, to be honest. Like, that is just how that offense is is wired at this point. They throw the ball to that guy, and he he makes plays in the backfield. Yep. Ramondre Stevenson, it's important to note, he had 69 catches last year. Yeah. On 88 targets. So, Chev, you're – not absolutely wrong. right there's always that possibility um good on the ground too five touchdowns on the ground only one touchdown through the air but still 69 catches yep that's pretty big nice that's pretty pretty big. really good yeah let's go to the next trade here so this is kyle pitts for a random 24 first and a random 24 second it's important to note that these picks are from the same team <clears throat> forgive me so they'll be linear picks from the same position wherever they happen to fall and it's a 12-team start 11. Um, Nate, we're going to start with you again. Yeah, I like Kyle Pitts, even if you're a contending team. And if you don't have a tight end, I think Kyle Pitts is still a decent tight end to go after. Um, he may not be able to give you the top three production that you want out of a guy with his price tag this year. But I believe he has that uh, potential in the years moving forward. And he was still tight end 11 his rookie season. He's a guy that had... 34.3% target share last year. Also first with all tight ends um, in air yard share. Uh, you know, only played 10 games and still had the most deep targets, 20 plus yards down the field of any tight end. This is a guy that uh, despite lower volume is being used really, really well. So on a contending team where those are my first and second round pick in 2024, and I can project those to be in the back half of the t- first round, I'm willing to make this move for Kyle Pitts if I need a tight end to fill up my lineup. Now, if I am a rebuilding team and I expect these picks to be in the first half, I'm not willing to make this move um, because I, I wouldn't trade a top five pick in 2024 for Kyle Pitts if there's no tight end premium. So yeah. I would certainly not want to add a 24 second on top of that either. I did say that um, Ramondre Stevens had 69 catches last year, right? Yep, you did. It's important to note a couple that times. Pitts- Kyle Pitts, career high is 68. There we go. Chev knows what he's talking about. Yeah. So good good call by Chev. I like it. So, um, yeah, Chev, go ahead. Tell me your thoughts on this trade. 
Yeah, if I am not competing, this is a, not a, a smart trade to make. You don't want to trade for Kyle Pitts at all. If you're not competing, you're going to have a top pick. No reason to. But if you are competing, you're hoping Kyle Pitts comes back in the form this upcoming year. You're hoping that he can get over 68 catches and be part of that offense and hopefully connect on a few of those deep plays. I mean, with it not being tight end premium, it's a little tough for him to score points, I think. But, you know, those deep plays, all he needs is one or two of those, and you're looking at nine points right off the rip. Like, pretty easy, pretty pretty easy play just to happen for Kyle Pitts because he's so athletic and Stone's so stinking big to go up there and make plays. But, yeah, I, I agree completely with Nate. If you're competing, you are definitely looking at making this trade. If you are not – there is no reason to go out and get Kyle Pitts at this point for that price. Not, not even close. Yeah. I would hate, you know, these picks that could have been Caleb Williams or, or Marvin Harrison jr. I'd hate it to go to Kyle Pitts and that's, I like Kyle Pitts and I want it to work out. Um, that being said, if I'm contending, I still would probably rather take these picks and put them somewhere else. You know, if I'm, if I'm targeting tight end, I'd probably rather try to take my random picks here. Again, if I'm competing and look for a TJ Hawkinson or a Dallas Goddard, a guy who I know is going to get a lot of targets and probably will stay pretty healthy all season. That being said, if I'm contending, I don't hate this price for mm-hmm. Kyle Pitts because we're talking back end of the round picks. So I'm okay with that. Um, the last one here, Kyle Pitts. I feel like we're all going to agree with, with uh, one side on this one. <laughs> yeah, I think 12 so. Team, 12 teams start nine. Kyle Pitts for TJ Hawkinson and Brandon Ayuk. Give me the Hawkinson side. Yep. It's it's easy money here. You get the you get the top production that Hawkinson gives you. He's still a young tight end, and you get Brandon Ayuk, who is being undervalued for the production that he's given us over the past couple of years as well. And he's still young. Yeah. So. Yeah, easily. Yeah. You I mean these guys have both produced Hawkinson, we think is gonna be a target hog in that offense as well. Yep. Brandon Ayuk has some more people around him that are gonna take some targets away, but you know, he proved a lot last year. He proved that he can get out of the doghouse and be a, a, li- yeah. a, a reliable asset for that team. And when Debo gets hurt, possibly like he does every single year, Brandon Ayuk steps up right away. If Christian McCaffrey gets hurt, Brandon Ayuk's there to save the day if he needs to. So I like that side a whole lot. I mean, I don't know who made that trade, but, you know, you might sell off your that, – that's going to be a team that gets sold off in a few years. <laughs> what what could we add to the pit side – to make this fair what if we added a guy who a lot of people are down on right now like what if we added chris godwin yeah i would i'd be okay with that even with the quarterback questions in tampa we still think chris godwin i think that's i think that's a fair trade in that that occasion i think it's going to get figured out and i think chris godwin is good enough i think if you want it's a good value yeah i agree he plays in the slot as well so like he's going to get targeted and i i believe i saw a stat where baker mayfield was like 72 percent or 62 percent passing to the slot this upcoming year you know if chris godwin's in that slot he's going to make plays i still think he's the wide receiver one in that offense i know mike evans is a stud and he's going to maybe get another Mm -hmm. contract but he's just an easier target to find at this point in that offense for me at least all right, perfect. So let's move on to our another our next focus player, and that's Garrett Wilson, guy that we all loved here at the Dynasty Rewind, and rightfully so. So let's look at some Garrett Wilson trades and see what we're gonna do with them. Garrett Wilson for Brees Hall, the 2023 207. This is a 12-team start nine. Garrett Wilson side for me personally. That's that's what I want. Are we all agreeing with the Garrett Wilson side on this? Is anyone disagreeing? I think this is 
fair value either way. I think it comes down to positional need because I would move Garrett Wilson for Brees Hall and in a mid second. Um, if given the opportunity and I needed to fill a running back position and I had wide receiver death, which a lot of our dynasty mm-hmm. teams these days do have wide receiver death because there's a lot of them out there, but yeah. not many of your, your teams have running back depth. And if you can get a guy like Brees Hall, who's one of the top young running backs in, in dynasty right now, I think you make the trade. Um, I, I love Garrett Wilson. We talked about in the last, last podcast, a little bit about him, but he is not Justin Jefferson. He is not, Jamar Chase at this point, and he's the wide receiver three on keep trade cut right now above C.D. Lamb, uh, you know, right right below those top two. And, yeah, he had 147 targets last year, which is sixth in the league, so he, he put up good numbers. But at the end of the day, he, he, was, he wasn't he was a top 20 wide receiver in fantasy football. Like I said in the last podcast, fantasy football doesn't care about talent. It cares about the box score, and uh, I love Aaron Rodgers, but we have to see it first. And I don't know what happens after Aaron Rodgers in New York either because they don't have a good track record. All right. So I'm, I'm, I guess I'm only on one on the Garrett Wilson side. Chev, what about you? No, I'm on the Garrett Wilson side as well. I, do, I just think I like him more long term. I know Brees Hall's still young, but he had the ACL tear. At this point, I'm going to ride with Garrett Wilson. You know, I, and we talked about the Jets quarterback record. I think screw drafting a quarterback. They have realized they can't do it, so they're yeah. just going to keep going out and getting a, a a veteran every single time that they need a quarterback, in my opinion. They just can't figure out how to draft one. So I still think there's going to be longevity in Gary Wilson's career, and I think it's going to last a little bit longer than it will for Brees Hall. But I, I don't think this is a far-off trade. I think it's actually pretty close because we've seen what Brees Hall could do, and that would be a top-five running back pretty easily yep. last year. Yeah, I think it's a fair value trade, personally. Um, let's move on to the next Garrett Wilson trade. Um, Garrett Wilson for Kyler Murray, Dalvin Cook, and a random 24th third. This is a 12-team star 10. So right now we're trading Garrett Wilson for a lot of question marks here. Guys that we like, but we got an injured player, an unsigned player, <laughs> and then a random middle-of-the-draft pick. Yeah. For the most part. Nate, why don't you kick us off here? Yeah, give me Garrett Wilson here. Um, I I will take the known commodity and one of the top young wide receivers in Dynasty over all these question marks. Um, You know, Kyler Murray is obviously the the most valuable player in the the package, but still, I have a lot of question marks about him even before the injury and the team around him. You add in the injury, you add in the fact that they are stockpiling 2024 picks. Who knows if they're actually going to go after Caleb Williams or not. Um, (laughs) Either way. I'd rather have Garrett Wilson give me the points now, and I know I'm still getting a top top guy moving forward. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take Garrett Wilson here too. Just I don't want all those question marks. We know Garrett Wilson, or well, we think he could be a stud. Mm-hmm. Thinking Aaron Rodgers can unleash that. Chev, what about you? What are you doing here? I also for what it's worth, I think it's I guess it's fair value, right? We're talking a guy who could be a top ten quarterback, guy who's running back eleven last year, just doesn't have a team. Third, no. third. It's just not very long lasting. I feel like it's something that's very short term. I don't think Kyler plays this year. So you're looking at that. If you're getting Dalvin Cook, you're hoping to compete. But if you don't have why Kyler, you getting Murray, Kyler Murray, then that, that's what I'm saying. If you're getting Kyler Murray, then it's really no point at that. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's the Garrett Wilson side pretty easy. And if he's going at wide receiver three, which I don't agree with at this point, you could get way better players than this, in my opinion. Like, I would hang yep. on to Garrett Wilson and find a better deal 
rather than going after some just random pieces at this point. Yeah, if I'm the Garrett Wilson manager and this comes across my inbox, I'm going to say, eh, I'm just, I'm not, I appreciate the offer I do, but I don't really, I'm not interested in these players. Mm-hmm. Um, let's move on to the next one. This is a 12 team start 11. Th- you're starting three wide receivers specifically and three flex spots. Be anything okay. here. Garrett Wilson, four, Devonta Smith, and Jahan Dotson. You know what I'm doing. Chef, what are you doing? Yeah, I'm taking the two wide receivers side. We've seen Devonta Smith. He's proven that he can be a top 12 wide receiver in this league, even with A.J. Brown there. We saw the production that he can bring into that team. Then you throw in Jahan Dotson, who is an absolute stud, who, you know, everybody thinks he's just a small guy. You know, he's a bigger player than you think. That guy can go up and make plays on anybody. And he had a lot of touchdowns this last upcoming year or this last year. So I think that production is going to continue to grow. And you're starting three wide receivers and you're getting two guys instead of one. I think that is major keys to finding a trade for Garrett Wilson, especially in that kind of format where you have three flex players as well. Like you got to throw in some good players in that league. Nate, do you agree? Yeah, I'm going to take the package here, especially at start 11, where you need to have, you know, you have three wide receivers, but you have three three flex spots. Mm -hmm. So we need to start a lot of players. It's better for your lineup most likely to have both Dotson and Devonta Smith than just Garrett Wilson. Mm -hmm. Um, And honestly, Garrett Wilson production-wise, you're hoping for Devonta Smith production last year. So to get Dotson on top of that, you know, I think that's definitely the move to make. I do think it's pretty fair, though. Um, If I was going after Garrett Wilson – um, I think you'd want to give a little bit less than Devonta Smith plus Jahan Dotson, uh, but I think it's pretty close. You just want to maybe tear down from Devonta Smith a little bit or tear down from Jahan Dotson a little bit when you're making that that tear up of combining assets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Devonta Smith and Jahan Dotson side. I mean, a lot of people are like, oh, well, what Devonta Smith did last year, that's his ceiling. So 95 catches, almost 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns. Sure, I'll put that in my lineup every week. I mean, why would you complain about that? And Jahan Dotson, we love his upside. I mean, there's a lot of question marks there, too. We think it's Sam Howell's team right now. I hope so. Eric Biennemi's there. Hopefully that – well, as an Eagles fan, not hopefully, but as a fantasy player, hopefully the Washington offense looks a little bit better. Hey, by Logan Thomas, cheap. You never know. But um, we got to start three wideouts. You got three flex spots. You got to fill them out. Let's fill them out with better players. And like Nate said, Two is better than one. So we are all on the same page there. And I'll tell you what, if you want to get on the same page and get your rear end in a seat, the best way to do it is SeatGeek.com because the season is getting closer and it's time to start planning those game day trips to support your favorite team. Where can you find the best ticket prices for sporting events? SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events and offers the best prices available. Between creating your account, finding your event, and picking out your seats, your purchase is going to take minutes. When you use the promo code Dynasty Rewind, you will save $20 on your first purchase. Sign up today and enjoy an event tomorrow. Link is down below. I've used it. Loved it. Good stuff. So let's move on to our next focus player. And we are talking about Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor mm-hmm. now running in a Shane Steichen offense. So Miles Sanders did in that offense. Jonathan Taylor, better than Miles Sanders. This could be interesting. So First trade, Jonathan Taylor for DJ Moore and a mid to late projected 24 first, 12 teams start 11. Chev, let's kick it with you first. Oh, Chev, you're muted, my man. My man. 
Did it again. I took my freaking headset off for one second. I didn't want to make noise. I'm sorry, boys. It happens. If that's the worst thing that happens to me, we're good. Golly, (laughs) what a loser I am. But, you know, I love DJ Moore. I think he's a great player. I'm hoping that pick lands mid, but I'm not certain of it. I actually like Jonathan Taylor in this trade. I know it's start 11, but it's hard to come by running backs in the NFL these days that can just carry a workload. And I want that running back in my lineup. So I'm sticking with Jonathan Taylor at this point. We've seen him be the number one guy. And I think he can get close to that production once again this upcoming year. Yeah. I think for me, if I knew that, if I could guarantee it was a mid-24 first, and then I could use some things to move up a little bit in that draft, Mm -hmm. I would consider it. But I'm going to stick with the Jonathan Taylor side here. Nate, how about yourself? Yeah, so I'm going to take Jonathan Taylor here. Um, Our good friend, Brandon Gabor with Deep Dive Fantasy, he's been doing his projections and doesn't look great for DJ Moore. And the issue is the passing volume that the Bears are going to have. They were such a run-heavy team last year, like 60% run place, which is kind of ridiculous in the modern NFL. So with that that knowledge and the fact that this could be a late 24 first, give me Jonathan Taylor, give me the points in my lineup, give me the stud that I know is going to make an impact. All right. So we are all on the same page there. Let's move on to the next one. I'm looking ahead at this one. This one's uh, this one's a little harder for me. This is a 14 team start 10 Jonathan Taylor for the one Oh two and the two Oh two. So these are some pretty good picks. I'm assuming that these are 2023 picks because it's not noted as 2024. So let's call off that. This is a tough one for me. I really want to say Jonathan Taylor, but I mean, I mean, I wish I knew that. Like, if I'm losing out on Jonathan Taylor, but I had the 101 and I could get Bijan, it'd be kind of a <laughs> of course, my you know what I mean. Course. Then it's just slam dunk for me because you're going from one elite talent to another. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. That being said, I feel like if I'm not contending, I'm probably still making this trade. I could get Jameer Gibbs, who I think is going to be a PPR machine. You get the 202, which could be a nice player on top of that as well. So contending, no. Pretending and not quite there yet, yes. Chev, valid. Yeah. And these trades, I mean, I don't really like just getting picks back if I'm trading away Jonathan Taylor. I would at least want to get some kind of asset that can score me points right now and be – certain about that guy and know his kind of role for the team 102 maybe you're looking at anthony richardson maybe you're looking at another quarterback you're gonna have to go with jameer gibbs if you need a running back i guess i'm still sticking with jonathan taylor i i like him a lot this upcoming year i'm not certain what those pieces are going to turn out to i mean we have high hopes for anthony richardson high hopes for cj stroud high hopes for bryce young but We've, we've noticed like that doesn't always produce points in fantasy football for us. And we've seen a lot of players that just fall from grace. So I'm sticking with Jonathan Taylor. I'm, I'm just going to hang on. Hang on tight. Nate, to you. I'm going to take the picks here. Um, this is a 14-team league. So mm-hmm. the 102, um, we might not be looking at Jameer Gibbs. Might be looking at Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson yeah. um, as a quarterback. In a 14-team league and a super flex, those quarterbacks are extremely valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will take that on, with a t- 202 on top of that um, over Jonathan Taylor um, in just about every situation. Unless my team is absolutely stacked, I have these picks just chilling, and I just need a running back, then sure, give me Jonathan Taylor to complete my lineup. 
but most likely uh, most teams in the 14 team Superflex league would uh, probably value the 201, the 102 and the 202 more than just Jonathan Taylor. Give me two guys I can put into that lineup uh, where I'm already kind of probably lacking some depth. All right, let's move on to the next one. Jonathan Taylor, and this is a 12 team start nine. Jonathan Taylor for Najee Harris and a 24 first. Before we get into the discussion, I do need to just say, as per John commenting on our YouTube channel today, uh, Najee, LOL, dude's a bum. So just keep that in mind when we're talking about Najee Harris. John said he is a bum. Um, that being said, you know, he, he may be a bum. John, John, what are you doing? But Najee Harris was the running back 14 last year while playing through an injury the entire season. Yep. I actually like this value, to be honest with you, and I would hate moving away from Jonathan Taylor. But Jonathan Taylor was, where was he last year? He was hurt. He's running back 33 last year. Injuries happen. Running back 33. Yep. So um, I'm going to take Najee Harris, who I think is actually going to be better, way better than the running back 14 this year. I actually think he could be poking into the top seven, top eight-ish something like that. Um, so give me Najee. Give me the 24 first. Does it say where that first is by chance? Just random. First. Okay, so it's random. Could be mid. Um, give me Najee here. Nate, yes, no? You know, give me the package. Um, I'm a big Najee fan. Uh, he gets the volume, and volume is where it's at in the NFL, uh, especially in fantasy football. So give me Najee Harris, who you know played better the second half of the season after he got that metal plate removed out of his foot. I'm not scared of Jalen Warren. I think Jalen Warren's a nice complimentary back, but I'm not mm-hmm. scared of him. Najee Harris is the guy there, and until he is no longer the starting running back there, I'm going to be riding the Najee Harris train. I think he's going to be constantly undervalued for the next couple of years. So give me him and that 24 first on top. If that is a top six 24 pick, I'm mm. really happy with this trade. I did see a little blurb today. It's going to be a lot harder to keep Jalen Warren. Yeah, I saw that too. Woo. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because, you know, yeah. Um, but, Chev, this is the type of trade you like. You don't like to give away a player for just picks. Yeah. So you're getting a, a known good player here, and you're yep. getting a good pick. What's your thought here? Same as you guys, man. I think you have to go with this trade, especially because Najee's just not a guy that gets the rushing stats. He's a guy that gets the receiving stats as well, and that's what we want in PPR. We want to find those running backs. Yes, we're losing Jonathan Taylor, but also we're getting a 2024 pick, and it's super flex. There's going to be value there in this upcoming draft. I got there's a lot of good players that I am excited to see where they land in the NFL draft next year. Hopefully, a, a lot better landing spots than some of these other guys. But I think that 24 first and Najee is is good value to get away from from. Yeah, Jonathan and Taylor. I think if, if you're making this trade with a contender, I think you can get more than Najee in a first. I think yeah. you can get Najee a first, uh, maybe a second on top of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the kind of value you could probably can get. Yeah. Uh, someone's looking to move off Najee. He's not in a guy that you know a lot of people are in love with right now, and they're probably trying to you know make that upgrade to Jonathan Taylor. You can take advantage of you know the current market value of these guys, and you probably can get Najee a mid to late twenty four first and and second on top of that and make that deal. Yep. Let's move on to the last player. This is who you've all been waiting for, <laughs> man. Good job, focus Bob. player. Drake London, wide receiver zero. Remember, Jerry Rice goes to bed at night and checks <laughs> out the bed for Drake London. Let's find his value, shall we? So trade number one, this is a 12-team start 10. Drake London for Jameer Gibbs 
I mean, 24 third. Hmm. Mm. Eight. Give me Jameer Gibbs straight up for Drake London. Mm-hmm. Ooh. I, I think that's a pretty easy trade for me. So give the third on top of it. Sure, I'll take it. I, I would I would move Drake London for Jameer Gibbs uh, every day, any day. Getting that running back positional value. Getting a guy who, hey, we talked about Ramondre Stevenson might catch more catch passes than Kyle Pitts. Jameer Gibbs might catch more passes than Drake London. Ah, ooh, come on. This that would is be a guy. It's I had 114 good. targets last year, but only came up with 866 receiving yards. Jameer Gibbs might have 800 something receiving yards, uh, you know, his sophomore third season, something like that. Give me Jameer Gibbs, who's going to be putting up some great receiving numbers, some great rushing numbers with the Detroit Lions in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. So you're going to take Jameer Gibbs over last year's wide receiver 31. I got it. Ab- um, absolutely. Chev, what about you? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I've been saying it this whole time. I'm getting Jameer Gibbs for his receiving ability. His rushing ability is just bonus, and that's really what it's going to come down to. I mean, he's going to be putting up a lot of rushing yards, but he's going to be putting up a lot of PPR points in fantasy football, and I'm I'm in love with the kid. I think he has a great opportunity, especially in that offense with Jared Goff. Yeah, Drake London had 72 catches last year, by the way. So only three more than Romandre Stevenson. That is true. And I do want to say this: if if you let's take Drake London's name out of this equation, let's just look at the stats. Mm-hmm. Do you think Jameer Gibbs can get more than 866 total yards and four touchdowns? Yes, I do. Yes. If you do, then you you take Jameer Gibbs because I do as well, and I'll take the random third sprinkled on top of it. By all Absolutely. means. So mm-hmm. we're all. Excuse me. We're all on the same page there. Let's go to our next trade. Um, so this is a 12-team start 10. These uh, picks are from the same team, so they'll be linear picks wherever the positioning is. Drake London for a random 24 first and a 24 second. Chev, what are you doing here? I still like the picks. I still think there's a lot of talent out there. Yes, we know where Drake London is at. I'm, I'm not a a believer in Desmond Ritter at this point. I think it's going to be an offense where Bijan is relied on heavily in the rushing mm-hmm. game and in the receiving game as well. Throw in Kyle Pitts. It just got harder, honestly, for Drake London next year than it got easier this offseason. Not that I, I, I'm probably the highest guy on Drake London. I feel like, I feel like everybody hated him. I, I kind of liked him. I'm not like 100% sold in, but that offense got harder for him to get production in this upcoming year, in my opinion. So I think there's a lot more good talent coming out that could replace Drake London in your lineup next year at the first pick. Then you get a second pick. You could trade that to move up with that first pick to go get the guy you actually want to replace him if you needed to. So there you go. I'm sticking with the picks. Yeah. Nate, what about you? I'll take the picks. You know, I don't I don't mind a random 24 first for Drake London if you believe in the talent and you believe in Desmond Ritter. Um, you know, I, I don't mind a random 24 first at all because I think there is some talent there and some potential with Drake London. Uh, he's not a bad wide receiver. But when you add the second on top of it, and, you know, that's just, just too much for me. Um, like Chev said, I think you probably can pick up a similar player in the first round next year, um, anywhere like around the mid-area. Um, and then having that second on top of it, you can definitely guarantee yourself you're going to at least get a player of Drake London's value, if not uh, more so. Um, and then, of course, hey, I mean, if I can get a decent player at, at the first round next year and get another player on top of it, because I think that next year's class is going to be pretty deep into the second round, yep. I, I really like the, the two picks here rather than having Drake London. Just a bit too much for me. A little too expensive. 
So last year, Drake London was going at the wide receiver 17 this time last year in startups. I mean, the fact of the matter is you could find another Drake London and you could do it with these two picks. Chev, I'm on board with you where I typically like to get a player back when I'm moving a player. But I think in this case, I can find my Drake London replacement Mm -hmm. by all means. So that is the side that I am going to as well. Um, Let's see. One last one. Drake London and Dalton Kincaid for Chris Olave. This is a a tough one here because we hate to lose Dalton Kincaid. 12 teams start nine. Nate. I am going to take the Drake London side here. Yep. Um, Give me the two players. I think Drake London is going to be able to give me top 30 wide receiver production, which I'm going to take. That's kind of like, hey, if I have a couple top 30 wide receivers all the way up through my starting lineup, I'm happy with those guys. So Drake London is still in my starting lineup. uh, And I get Dalton Kincaid, who is is already close to being a top five tight end in Mm -hmm. Dynasty. Um, Hasn't even touched the field yet. So we love the potential of Dalton Kincaid. Drake London is a fine receiver. He's going to be able to score me fantasy points. He might not have the ceiling that Chris Olave has uh, yeah. currently for fantasy football, but I'm willing to take uh, the downgrade to get Dalton Kincaid and have these two players rather than just the one Chris Olave. Chef, you agree? Yep, I'm in the same boat. I don't. I think it's Chris Olave obviously over Drake London, but then you throw in Dalton Kincaid. Could be a top five tight end. That position is where you win championships, in my opinion. That positional difference from tight end one to tight end 12 is drastic. And if I can get a guy that could be a possible tight end five or closer to one, I'm excited about this trade. And Drake, like like we've been saying the stats, Drake London wasn't a slouch. He was a wide receiver three. Not a big deal. Still a guy you can throw in your lineup and get points from. So I'm sticking with Drake London and Dalton Kincaid on this one as well. Bob's going to hate this episode just from here in the end of this, but that's okay. I, Dalton Kincaid is the, the deal breaker here for me. I, I would prefer Chris Olave, but I don't want to miss out on Dalton Kincaid. So, yeah, I'm sticking with the Drake London side. What tight end could we add to the Chris Olave side? And it would have to be a tier down. I will say, I will say, if I already have a tight end like a TJ Hawkinson and a Mark Andrews oh, yeah. and Dalton Kincaid's my tight end too, I'm making this trade. Yeah. For Chris Olave. For sure. Okay. But if Don Kincaid is my projected starter at the tight end position, and I have much outside of him, then I definitely want to keep him and keep him in my starting lineup. But if he's yep. kind of a, a replaceable tight end as my tight end too, then give me Chris Olave. Give me the uh, wide receiver upgrade. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. And, you know, there's other guys that you're going to be able to acquire cheaply as a tight end too. Like you yep. could get uh, Trey McBride. David Njoku. Joku, Kate Otten. Honestly, Tyler Higby's going to be a great tight end too this year. Yeah, Tyler Higby's good. Conklin, I, I think, is going to be pretty solid too. He's yeah, and you know, guy. he's basically they're free. cheap. Yep. Tyler Higby was tight end six last year. Yep. That. And and who who are they throwing to outside of Cup over there? Well, we've Tyler been Higby. hearing been hearing stuff about Puka Nakua from you know OTAs and stuff like that. I know Van Jefferson's still there, but he has yet to really. Me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, I think it could be Higley or Higby or bust, and we still don't really know. Like, is Stafford healthy? Do we know? He's throwing passes. He's okay. whipping it around. If we've been here, and so I think he's doing all right. Hearing Stetson Bennett's looking good. Athletic, <laughs> very athletic, is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, also, I believe he still has not graduated from Georgia yet. 
That is insane to me. How can you go to school for 27 years and not even graduate? That is just wild. Let's put a, a shot on it. Who gets their degree from Georgia first, me or Stetson Bennett? <laughs> Who gets I their think- degree first, J.R. Smith or Stetson Ooh. Bennett? Going JR. Going JR. Let's go. Let's go JR. Let's go JR. Mike, Um, you know who JR Smith is? No, I'm just taking JR Smith. That's when Bennett looks like a guy that went door to door selling encyclopedias back in the day. For those of you youngins who don't know what encyclopedias are, go ahead and look it up on Wikipedia. (laughs) Would he be a top seller, you think? Oh, come on, dude. Easily. Two-time national championship, man. Without a doubt. It's going to wrap it up uh, for this episode, everybody. Thank you for hanging out with us. Remember, SeatGeek.com, promo code DynastyRuin, $20 your first order. Underdog, 100% match on your first closet up to $100 using the promo code Rewind. Come hang out with us over at Patreon, patreon.com forward slash DynastyRuin. Get a 10% discount on a yearly sign-up. It's dumb not to. Go get some Dynasty Rewind swag for when you do your rookie draft or your fantasy redraft draft this year. Spread shop link is down below. All the links you need are right down in there. So until the next time, everybody, Chevin Nooney, the professor, Nate Christian. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind. Please rewind. Thank you, Sean White Chocolate Fournier. <laughs>